This is the JT and Looney Podcast, Episode 5. It's the story of a man named Brady. Tom Brady is the greatest football player of all time. He's the luckiest football player of all time. I can name 10 guys who are a better football player. He's on his way back to another Super Bowl after winning the AFC Championship game on the road in Kansas City. And remember leading into that game what his boss, his owner, said about his legacy. Uh, what do you think Tom's legacy will be? Definitely the greatest, the greatest player of all time, not just quarterback in my opinion, because he's such a leader in the locker room. And for someone double the age of some of the players to be able to lead like that and connect like that and have the work ethic that he has, and at the same time, so pleasant to be around, it's, you know, I'm, I'm really the luckiest guy in the world. He literally finished the podcast. We just started it. Oh, I mean, it's over. He said it. He said it perfectly. Everything that you could say about Brady, and it pains me to say this because I root against Brady. I don't want to see him win. I want to see the Patriots lose. But it's gotten to the point, Tom, where to me there's no debate. And when you hear people debating and fake debating, which was a pet peeve for us, right? We hated right. fake debate. Frack radio. Frickin' frack radio. Go on the air and be yourself. I'm. I'm out of my mind right now because I think people are trying to come up with reasons why that isn't true. When you play in 13 championship games and you have the career that he's had and now you're lapping everybody in your business, that makes you the greatest and there shouldn't be a debate. It makes you in the conversation for the greatest. I think Steve Young's a better football player. Joe Montana, when he got flushed out of the pocket, remember when, he, when Joe Montana gets flushed out of the pocket? And he throws touchdown passes and uh, under pressure. When Tom Brady gets flushed out of the pocket, he stinks. That that means you you're, you're out of the conversation for greatest of all time. He might be on our Mount Rushmore of four greatest uh, quarterbacks of all time. But remember, greatest football player of all time. Then you're making an illogical leap. Look at his body. Could he play tight end? Could he play center? Could he play linebacker? Could he play defensive end? Ray Lewis could. Lawrence Taylor could. Earl Campbell could have. Earl Campbell could have played any position on the football field. So could have Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis did in high school. He was a running back. He's a linebacker. Ray Lewis was scoring touchdowns in the NFL almost every game as a defensive player. There are so When you talk about greatest football player, I have a different criteria. Football is about being bigger stronger, faster. Tom Brady isn't bigger, stronger, and faster than anybody. Absolute bullshit because he plays the most important position. He plays quarterback. So that takes you out of the debate. Well, he can't play linebacker. He's not going right. to play linebacker. He's a quarterback. Quarterback's the most important Great position. Great football players can play every field. position. Right. But Tom Brady has decided to be the greatest at the most important position. So, of course, he's not good. It's illogical to say he could play cornerback. He could be a well, kicker. Well, you're saying football player. Just to call him the greatest quarterback of all time, and we can have that debate, and I think you'd be wrong. But call him the greatest football player of all time. And can you take Robert Kraft off my television? Why do they keep showing him during games? And Coach K's <laughs> wife as well. Just stop showing other people who don't matter. Nobody cares. Fans don't care who owns teams. I know Jim Nance cares because he wants to hang out with Robert Kraft. <laughs> but nobody cares who owns teams. We just want to watch the game. Don't you have a feeling the night before every Patriot <sighs> game that Jim Nance is at Robert Kraft's Yes, mansion, I do. Just having some type of Opus 1, some $400 bottle of wine, and they're just going over each other's notes before 
he calls the game? There was one time I was watching a Cowboys Saints game and they showed Robert Kraft. <laughs> the Patriots don't even have to be playing, and CBS shows us Robert Kraft. I love the fact that Brady is now lapping the field. It was just Muhammad Ali's 77th birthday. Why do you love birthday. that fact? You're from New York City. Why I, would you want a guy from Boston lapping the field? When it comes to this conversation, okay. it takes away the dummy effect, where the dummies... I heard <laughs> I heard this total douche jack-off on radio say the other day, well, you know why Tom Brady can't be the greatest football player of all time? Remember in the Super Bowl when he ran out for that pass and he dropped the yes, pass? Yes. The guy said, well, that, that disqualifies well, that's him. A bad go, Wait a second. He, he dropped the ball in the Super Bowl so that takes him out of the conversation of greatest player of all time. It's the dummy effect now where people you're what you're doing is you're pouring gasoline all over the conversation so the dummies, even the ones from Southie, the hardcore Boston fans who I always say in every sports conversation, take Southie out of it. Take that Boston okay. fan out of it <laughs> okay. when it comes to the Celtics and the Patriots because they're so diehard. But look, you know, well, we take that guy who doesn't know math out of it too. Whoever oh, is the big, because Tom Brady was bad on one play. Uh, I, I'm taking him out of the conversation because he's bad on so many plays. When he gets when he gets up against the defense that frustrates him, he throws the ball into the ground. He doesn't get flushed out of the pocket and throw a touchdown pass like Big Ben Roethlisberger or Steve Young or Joe Montana. He throws it into the ground and pouts. Well, the ball comes out quickly. Speaking of math, I told you I never took math in college. Right, right I know. That's amazing. I, I, it's amazing. I went to college for four years at a reputable college, Geneseo State <laughs> University, and I never had to take math. They don't, don't, shouldn't you have to take math, at least one math class oh, in no, college? I'm against it. I think once you, <laughs> you go to college, you pay pay to study whatever your passion is. I, absolutely, I, I think requirements for college... Uh, okay, people took their requirements in high school where you were forced to study something else. In college, you should choose. You should get a good education where you choose your passions. So, no, I don't think anybody who goes to college should ever have to. to, to hey, we, we went in New York State. I, had to, I was lucky enough where I had my mother sitting there with a gun to my head with a tutor. So I passed algebra, geometry, and trigonometry. And I said, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I, that, was, that, was, that was it for me as a junior. Well, in when my sons are currently doing math homework, 17 and 15, senior and a sophomore, I literally run. I let's go walk the dog again. <laughs> let's go around the block again, and they'll show me some of the math problems. Oh God! I know. And to say I have no clue at what they're doing would be accurate. It wouldn't be a stretch. I look at some of these problems. I'm amazed by this. Back to Brady because it's a podcast. We can do whatever we That's want. Right. I, love, I love how you wandered so off the, the argument. The argument would come down to greatest football player of all time. We we did a recent Mount Rushmore, and we didn't oh. include. We didn't include. You know, football players in general, when you break it down. Yeah, in this conversation, what about the greatest athlete of the 20th century, and we don't want to give it to him because he's kind of douchey? Deion Sanders, because it's Deion Sanders, he's annoying. But Deion Sanders played in a playoff game in a World Series. He's flying back and forth on helicopters, playing baseball and football. Because it was Deion, I don't think we, because maybe we were just used to his greatness and his, his weird, shiny, penny attitude that. We don't give him enough credit for the amazing athlete he was. He played offense and defense for teams that he was on. But he didn't tackle well. He didn't tackle well, and that's his yeah, big and, and flaw. Yeah, and Brady doesn't play well when he's flushed out of the pocket. Players have negatives. So, okay, so Deion Sanders isn't the greatest football player of all time. But all-around football player, Deion Sanders, much better than Tom Brady. I would think that most people would agree with this. I could be wrong, but if you look right. at the four greatest football players of all time, stretch it out to five, the four greatest football players would be Lawrence Taylor on okay. defense. I think he's the greatest defensive player of all time. I've had Joe Montana for most of my life before Brady came around. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice because 
his stats are so overwhelming as the greatest receiver of all time. And then the most important one, my friend, I mean, we're supposed to be name-dropping on this podcast, (laughs) is Jim Brown. Right. I have his photo here in the studio. Jim Brown was the most dominant football player of all time. What I mean by that was when he was in the league and on the field, everybody knew in the upper deck of the stands and every player that he was better than everybody. And that's hard to do because we debate Brady compared to Montana and other quarterbacks, Peyton Manning, Elway. But when it came to Jim Brown, he did not have a peer. And when it comes to Lawrence Taylor, the only person I've ever seen in the conversation is a guy you always talk about in Ray Lewis. Jim Brown was a guy, and by the way, for all the fans of Jim Brown, the only one left who saw him play was your dad. (laughs) The only one left who isn't listening to this podcast. (laughs) So so, keeping it within demographic, I just, uh, uh, keeping it out of, without of demographic right now, he absolutely could be included in the conversation of greatest football players of all time because he wasn't even a running back in modern times. He was the fullback. He was the first one through the hole. They never even stopped to think, you know, this guy would be even better if we let the fullback go through first and block for him. So that's what's also amazing about the style of football and the style of play when he was playing. But he was bigger and stronger and faster than anybody on the field, as was Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell, I think, is the greatest football player I've ever seen, who, by the way, gave his body for our entertainment. He gave a walk now. And I just think for that short period of time of five to eight years, I don't know how long he played, but he was amazing. And Ray Lewis could have played any position on the field and as I mentioned, Deion Sanders played offense and defense. And there's a lot of players throughout history that we can night train well, Bo Jackson, like that. Bo Jackson oh when God. he was playing, yep. and if he didn't have the injury, I, Bo Jackson could have been. Within demographic, I, I, I am totally a douche for forgetting about Bo Jackson, who at the time he was playing, when you say people looked down on the field and said, that guy's the best football player on the field right now, that happened when Bo Jackson yes. was in the league. But for Tom Brady, and again, he just played in his 13th championship game, when you see Montana, who's played in seven, right. and you look at Elway and Staubach, and you combine them and add it up, yeah. and it's 12, and you say that Brady's going to do something that no one's ever done. It's fair to say, and again, what pains me on the Patriot topic, I could accurately say in our lifetime, and if you're 18 years old listening or you're 65, we'll never in the lifetimes of the 18-year-old and 65-year-old see a football player, he hasn't been born yet and he's not playing now, who's going to play in this many championship games. Maybe we'll have a guy who wins five Super Bowls, possibly, but you're not going to see the accomplishments of Tom Brady. So I believe that you have to leave this alone. You have to look, and as we always say, we have to crown him, like Dennis Green. You have to crown him and just walk away, because I mentioned Muhammad Ali, just turned 77 years old. Why well, he do we? Con- <laughs> yeah, he would just would have been seventy-seven. Why do we consider him the greatest boxer of all time? The prime of his career was taken away from him. The yes, prime, and that's one of the reasons because of yep. stepping out of the military and what happened legally there. Then he had a couple losses, yeah, he did. and you know, it drives me crazy when boxers lose. I think every boxer should be undefeated. <laughs> right, and then we go down the history of all the great boxers, but. We believe Ali is the greatest boxer of all time by default because he was charismatic. He was brilliant in the biggest fights. And he they was had a true world names. champion. He, would, he, he wanted to be a world champion, so he would go fight in exotic locations like Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and Manila in the Philippines, and Kinshasa, Zaire, which is now known as the Belgian Congo, but you knew that, uh, in so many places around the world. And he would fight in Berlin, in Germany, and in London. He really wanted to be a true world champion, and that's another reason. It makes him the greatest of all time. He just didn't 
sit back in a casino and fight in Vegas. But is he better than the eight-time champion who we just saw, Manny Pacquiao? Was he better than the undefeated Floyd Money Mayweather, who yes, personally yes. I don't like, but he had an unblemished record? So we have that because it, we add everything what Ali did. You know, we a lot of the really old guys together. say Sugar Ray Robinson, and we just you and I just haven't seen enough of the YouTube videos of Sugar Ray Robinson, but he had a lot of losses. But back then, if you fought somebody... Uh, and they were. It was a great fight. You had a rematch again and again and again because the crowd wanted more. And we go back to Brady when we tie in LeBron and Jordan. The laziest topic that we talk about is Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame, right? Or who's better, LeBron <laughs> or Michael Jordan? I love the LeBron Michael Jordan debate because their eras are so close to each other. Yeah, it's not Babe Ruth and Mike Trout. Yes, it's two guys that we remember that we, recently. We both watched. Yeah. And Jordan never lost an NBA Finals. He was six and zero with six MVPs, and LeBron often loses in the NBA Finals, but I like numbers, and LeBron's going to end his career with more points, more rebounds, more assists, playoffs, regular season, than Jordan NBA could ever finals dream of. NBA Finals appearances. Absolutely. He's up there with Bill Russell, which old guys always talk about, NBA Finals appearances. His teams are always going to the Finals, which is a good argument for, t- for Tom Brady. I don't believe the argument, but... You also take a look at what Tom Brady has done in the AFC East, and maybe that takes away from it. Maybe the bigger question is, what the, f- what the fuck is wrong with the <laughs> Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets? That's why Tom Brady looks like the greatest of all time and why Bill Belichick looks like a genius. Nobody who uses a whistle at work is a genius. It's a whole other topic. But that's why they do, because... What that division they're in is so weak, as you mentioned. Guys put out their chair and their barbecue in August, in August in Boston, knowing that they're going to have a winter coat on in January, watching playoff games. That doesn't happen in Buffalo. It doesn't happen with Jets fans, and it doesn't happen with Dolphin fans since the seventies. What happened this year is what I say every year in August. All I want is for Brady to at least have to play one road game. In the playoffs. That's it. Right. Because I can't bitch about this anymore. Right. I know he's going to sweep the division or maybe lose to the Dolphins in Miami. <laughs> yes. You always hear that bullshit. <laughs> oh, well, he could lose in Miami. And this year, this past right. season, he lost on that last right. crazy yes. play. But he's going to sweep the Jets. He's going to sweep Buffalo. He's most likely going to sweep Miami. He's either going to go 5-1 and one in the division or 6-0. and oh. Imagine, and we know that if you win 10 games or 9, you're probably in the playoffs. Division or wild card. Brady knows in August every year that he's going to be 5-1, and one, worst case scenario in the division. That's five wins on his way to 10. He usually has 11 you know, or 12. You know that year that they didn't go to the playoffs with Matt Castle? They won like 10 or 11 games. It was just, I think Miami had an amazing year that year for that one brief shining moment. But, but you get back to the flaws it's of Brady. It's a bad division and an unbelievable franchise. And that's the thing that ha- that's the asterisk that needs to next go to next to Tom Brady's name if you're going to call him the greatest of all time. Well, let's stay with the flaws of Brady for a moment. Yeah. Let's, let's look at the flaws. My favorite topic. Or sure. the scars <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. The first thing is he lost two Super Bowls to Eli Manning. Right. Joe Montana would never have lost two Super Bowls to Eli Manning, period. Eli in those games had a lot of help on defense, (laughs) had a lot of great defensive linemen from Strahan, OCU Manura, Justin Tuck. Those guys made plays. Manningham, Tyree with the catch on his helmet. A lot of things came together. I call Brady the luckiest of all time. Maybe Eli Manning is the luckiest of all time. He lost two Super Bowls, and he could have been this 
we could have slam dunked this debate a long time ago if he went 19 and 0. I have the t-shirt 18 and 1 because he was 18 and 0 and lost the Super Bowl. It's kind of like the Dolphins when we talk oh, about the old man popping champagne yes. every year, which I love because if I was in my 70s or 80s and the Patriots lost, I would be popping champagne and having a dinner party with my Do wife they still and have my a grandkids party? all the time. Well, they Whenever meet the up last the undefeated Absolutely. team. Absolutely. That the is Dolphins great. Still that is get great. together your your buddy Mercury Morris yes, and the crew. He always Brings the blow. <laughs> they all get together <laughs> and they celebrate the fact that they'll never have this argument of who's the undefeated team. No, when 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 the Patriots lose, the Dolphins are safe again. Do you want to hear how times have changed racially in the NFL? Do you want me to dip my toe into this water? Jim Kick never should have touched the football. That those undefeated Miami <laughs> Dolphins. Mercury Morris should have touched the football Every play. thirty times a game. He might have been the be- he might have been better than O.J. Simpson. But the white guy had to get four or five or ten carries every game. Well, and the it- other white guy, Larry Zonka, too. Oh, he was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I will let Larry Zonka stay on the team, but Jim Kick uh, should be pulled off that team. Ah, so Brady's got the flaws that he lost two Super Bowls to Eli Manning. Then the Tuck rule. Where everybody's pressing yep. pause on the podcast and Boston's just punching a wall when I say this. Right. His first Super Bowl. They changed everything. And the people that I've talked to over the years on this topic get it that if Brady did not win the tuck rule game, obviously the first Super Bowl's gone. Right. But right. I think Brady would have stayed in the league and it would have been a great player, yeah. a Hall of Famer. That, that doesn't change. But I really think that one game kind of changed everything because I think that Super Bowl led to the second, third, fourth, and fifth, where if you didn't get that first one the way he got it, I don't know. I think he gets one, two, maybe three. But that one for New England beautifully set up the road to Tom Brady, in my opinion, becoming the greatest football player of all time. It started with the tuck rule. And as you point out, you know, he almost lost to Jake DeLome. Yes, yes. Adam Vinatieri won that Super Bowl for Tom Brady, and he or he would have lost to Jake DeLome and the Carolina Panthers. Probably would have been the worst Super Bowl victor you know, Super Bowl victor of all time. When you take a look at seminal moments in football, in the National Football League. You think of Joe Montana to Dwight Clark. Yes. We were talking about that recently together. And that w- the Dallas Cowboys with not only Roger Staubach, but then Danny White were a team famous were come for marching down the field at the end of a game and just stealing a victory. Then that seminal moment when Joe Montana hits Dwight Clark. By the way, who got flushed out of the pocket and threw a touchdown pass, something Tom Brady can't do. That was a moment where the Cowboys were done, and then it was the San Francisco 49ers and Joe Montana that would come down the field and steal Mm -hmm. games. And then the next seminal moment, I think, after that was the tuck roll game. And after that, something clicked with the New England Patriots, and they thought, it's ours. Oh, maybe what clicked was Spygate. Maybe they were cheating. Deflategate. And as we stay on the flaws, as we stay on his flaws, the flaws of Tom Brady... We forgot one guy who gave Tom Brady a Super Bowl. Another one handed it to him was Kyle Shanahan, the offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons, up 28-3. to I'm in the crowd, up 28-3. to It was not only over, 
It, at halftime, and in the third quarter, there were Patriot fans who did not go back to their seats. True story. They were back at the bar because I didn't have a dog in the fight, and I'm watching this game, and I couldn't believe it. Kyle Shanahan. Oh, he's the next boy genius. Bullshit. Well, I mean, his dad, I think the world of his dad, Mike Shanahan, had him on the radio for years, but all they had to do you was have to run say that because he was a Raider. They, <laughs> they, they, oh, that, that, ended, that ended really ugly, so I hope the Raider <laughs> okay. Nation does not bring that back to Mark okay, Davis. I don't right. love Love Mike Shanahan, <laughs> even though I respect him. So if they're able to hold on to that twenty-eight to three lead, which all they needed to do was run it into the pile, right? Just run yes. it into the pile. First, second, third down, punt to the corner. First, second, third down. Brady comes back into that game, gets it to overtime. The Patriots win. That game becomes the most relevant Super Bowl of all time because it's the first ever overtime Super yep. Bowl, and it's the first ever comeback of that magnitude. And Tom Brady orchestrated it. Oh, how about? Pete Carroll, when he could hand the ball oh. into the pile to Marshawn Lynch and won a Super Bowl, and yet you know, Russell Wilson throws the interception and hands Brady and the Patriots another Super Bowl victory. That was another moment, too, where it could have checked Tom off the list. for He would have been LeBron James, an amazing player who got his team to the finals year in and year out but lost a lot. That's so fun. Let's stay on that because I never thought of it until you said it. Let's assume the tuck rule game, that's Super Bowl number one. It's the right call, happens. Woodson. It never happens. Okay. So he doesn't have that one. Jake DeLome. Right. Okay. Let's assume Adam Vinatieri misses wide right. Right, because Adam Vinatieri won the Super Bowl, that Super Bowl yes. for the tuck rule when they played the Rams. Yeah. Right, he won that. So we're talking about that. He lost the two to Eli Manning. Yeah. Okay, the Kyle Shanahan, 28 to 3, Matt Ryan. We're talking about five. Super Bowl losses, or six now, you mentioned Pete Carroll, right? that we can easily come up with. And we'd be talking about him as the greatest runner-up of all time, we just probably with the, one or two Super yeah, Bowls. And so now, he that's why I say the luckiest of all time. All those things had to happen. And they did. So that gives the people... Uh, food for thought with that argument, but I want to take that food off the table. Well, over 70,000 yards, uh, 517 touchdowns as we host this podcast. And I look at Tom Brady, and I crown him the greatest football player of all time because of the championship accomplishments and the records. So the records, and Drew Brees with yards and what Peyton Manning accomplished, Brady's in the conversation with all of that. But what he did with his playoff stats, the amount of playoff completions, what we talked about, what LeBron will have over Jordan, is more playoff baskets, more rebounds, more assists, because he played in more playoffs than Michael Jordan. That's what puts Brady over the top by a long shot over Montana and everybody You're else. You're always trying to redefine things on the show over the years that we did on terrestrial radio, as they call it. But... And it's always driven me crazy where you redefine the word dynasty to your own JT definition of dynasty, where the real definition of the word, and words can evolve and you can change definition, linguistics professors would tell you. But a dynasty is succession of generations. The Mings were a dynasty and the Bushes and the Kennedys uh, were dynasties. But a dynasty is when grandpa wins a championship. Dad wins a championship, and you win a championship. Yankee fans can say that. Laker fans can say that. Uh, and so that's what my definition of a dynasty is, because that's the real definition. Same thing with football player. You're redefining football player. 
If you want to call Tom Brady the greatest quarterback of all time, I will still debate that with you. But to call him the greatest football player of all time, you know, we both have different definitions of that. One you of can the, have categories, but yeah. when you have overall top category, I think you got to give it to the biggest, strongest, fastest guy who could play both ways. One of the things I, I don't think you give him enough credit for, which is right in your wheelhouse, is his conditioning and his overall health. And to see what he's doing and how he's defining his legacy on the back, back, back end by having the avocado ice cream right. and not having any sugar and not eating any bread. And to do that and to have that discipline compared to what Montana, Elway, we've been out uh, and seen Elway in restaurants and bars. Not as a player, but we Mickey can imagine. Mantle. Or Mickey Mantle. <laughs> Mickey Mantle threw away yeah. probably... 200 home runs and 500 at-bats because he closed Tut Shore's bar down in New York City past last call and woke up hungover and could barely step into yeah, the batter's before box. Before the year 2000, even, if you want to go that far, maybe the 90s, a lot of players, very few, Bill Romanowski was one of them, were studying nutrition and paying attention to nutrition. A lot of them weren't. They were just amazing guys that didn't that partied and 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 a lot of times didn't know as much about nutrition. Now, Tom Brady, what I don't trust is, I think he's marketing all this. I, I believe that mm -hmm. he does all that. But that's like saying, you know, when you used to say Tim Tebow shows up early and leaves late. Yeah, a lot of that describes <laughs> half the players in the National Football League. But uh, and the same thing here. I think you never trust the guy who says... He's a tough guy. You find out it's not really true. Or the guy who says his rich isn't as rich as, as uh, everyone would want him, that he would want everyone to believe. Uh, I think a lot of that's marketing, too. There's plenty of guys in the NFL who take care of their body just as well as Tom Brady. But I won't take it away from him. Yeah, I, I couldn't disagree with you more yeah. because of his age. Once he got to 38, 39, 40, 41, and the way he was so disciplined in his diet. Well, I'm saying I agree with you. But, with, no, but the fact, that, that's got to help make him it. the greatest of all time because quarterbacks never played at this level other than Drew Brees right. at this age. You know, Peyton Manning had the neck surgery. Brett Favre. I mean, the way Brett Favre... Wow, I love Brett Favre. The way he put his body, his brain, his play. knees on the line. Brett Favre at any point in time could have been the greatest football player or quarterback of all time. And yeah, and he wasn't eating avocado ice cream. He was he was he was eating Vicodin. Yes. He had <laughs> real issues yeah. and demons and problems. But for Brady, Giselle Bunchen. Giselle Bunchen. <laughs> the, the, the fact that he has a Brazilian swimsuit model as a wife, continues to play football. Uh, Belichick, I love how you throw that in. Like Belichick, that makes him the greatest of yeah, all time. He's too. married okay. to a Brazilian <laughs> swimsuit model. But the fact that Belichick still demands demands that he he's always at training camp. He he's always at practice. It's never oh Tom, let's go live to Foxborough and go to that dopey ESPN gal who's standing outside. Oh, what's happening? Uh, well, Tom didn't show up today, or Tom didn't play today, or Tom's getting treatment. No, Tom is there. Every day, as excited as he was when he came out of college to make the team, and he's still putting in the effort. That is another example of how he's distinguishing himself and lapping the field as the greatest football player. Lawrence Taylor was in Studio 54 railing, doing blow before practice, late at night, on the road, and I think he's the greatest defensive player of all time. What did LT do with are, all that drug use? Are you surprised that Bill Belichick, coming from the Bill Parcells tree, doesn't just say, Tom, show up when you want? That was Bill Parcells' philosophy about LT. Make sure you're here on Sunday. Great point. And Belichick 
grew up in the system. Right. Belichick was LT's defensive coordinator. And maybe Belichick for two was, Super Bowls. was uh, realized, you know, this, as I always say, the saints and angels in our lives uh, don't have uh, halos and wings. They're very flawed individuals. And I think that probably Belichick looked at some of Parcells' flaws and said, okay, I'm not going to do it that way. He took all the good stuff and then improved on some of the bad stuff. Uh, some negatives were on the flaws, but mostly the positives. I believe a big flaw in the overall conversation is he's the greatest player of all time who served a four-game suspension. Now, people are going to say, forget about this. Leave this. It's no. not on the field. He, I go to Canton, Ohio, and I go to that Pro Football Hall of Fame often. And all the people that are in that, the bust and everybody there, he'll be the only guy, the only guy who's in the Hall of Fame with a four-game suspension for conduct issues because of deflate gate. You could talk about he didn't deflate footballs, what happened. No, he took it to court. It got bounced out of court. He appealed it, and he got suspended four games. That's got to be, it won't be on his plaque, and, but it'll be debated when he gets into the Hall of Fame. We can't forget that. Well, I think that's really important. And thanks for keep thanks for bringing it up because I keep forgetting to bring it up. And the Rams in that Super Bowl where it seemed as though the Patriots had no business winning that Super Bowl against the greatest show on turf, and the Rams were going to go back to back with yeah. Kurt Warner. All those Rams offensive players complained that it seemed like the Patriots knew their plays. Before Spygate the, was they real. snapped, yeah, before they snapped the ball. So there's a lot of cheating going on in New England, or alleged cheating. Do we have to say alleged in podcasts? No, we, the people. Right. I people, say guilty. How about guilty? People say it all the time, God. and especially the New Yorkers, the New Yorkers, the Giant fans that beat Brady twice in the Super Bowl, and the Jet fans who have been scorned because Brady mm. is the ultimate anti-hero for Jet fans right. and Buffalo fans. Brady was part of an organization that cheated. Often and were caught. The times they weren't caught is what you just bring up. Uh, how, did right. they win another AFC championship game? Did they win a divisional round because they were cheating because the spy gate and had something? We'll never know. That's a conspiracy theory, but Brady had a four game suspension because of deflate gate. That will stay with him. And he was the quarterback and captain of the team during spy gate. So those are facts, not fiction, and that's got to be in the conversation of Tom Brady's legacy. Will there ever be a Netflix documentary about what the NFL burned and why they did? Remember, they burned all that Jay evidence. Jay Glazer, our friend, broke that story. Yeah, they yeah. burned the evidence. Was the Spygate evidence that was burned? Yeah. Yeah. Why was it burned? They, they, is, they decided to get rid of... The evidence at one That's point in time. Fascinating. Yeah, it is fascinating, and that was another and, and conspiracy with the theory. The NFL's green light. Did they do it on their own, or the NFL? It was. I mean, it's. That's what we need Netflix to get into. What did they burn? When did they burn it? And why did they burn and it? And if Netflix doesn't do it, no one's going to do it because it won't I be an Netflix. NFL partner, right? That does it? It yes. won't be one of the NFL's partner. It won't be uh, ABC, NBC, no. CBS, ESPN, be. Fox, or now Yahoo. So as critical as I've been of Tom Brady, not only on this podcast, and I've been my whole career talking about him, and especially as a fan. I'm just a fan behind a microphone, no matter what the microphone is, where it is. The reason why I'm going to crown him the greatest football player of all time is this. He was a six-round draft pick. That was the luckiest, luckiest draft pick of all time. No one wanted Tom Brady. If the Patriots wanted Brady, they would have took him in the fifth round. If they love Brady, they would have been hiding in a room going, shh, no one's taking him. It's the second round. Uh, we got our third round pick. Let's trade up into the second round and get our franchise. No, 
Never happened. Russell Wilson was taken in the third round. Tom Brady was taken in the sixth. So the fact that no one wanted him, including the Patriots, who just looked and glanced and took a flyer on him, didn't expect him to play, and we're having this debate about the greatest of all time, that's what puts it over the edge for me. Not the number one pick overall, Baker Mayfield number one overall. It's the fact that nobody saw this coming, and he's lapping the field. That's always that dies into another podcast. One day we will have titled "Coaches Are Idiots" <laughs> because when you take a look at you know, Johnny Unitas was cut by the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Joe Montana wasn't a first round draft pick. Brett Favre wasn't a first round draft pick. All these guys that write the record books while they're playing seem to be guys that all thirty two teams. And even before there was 32, all teams had a shot at all the greatest guys, including Brady, and didn't do it because they weren't smart enough to realize who the best player was on the team. Belichick wasn't until Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Well, we ask everybody, and we're really thrilled about the podcast and leaving your notes and getting to us on Twitter. I'm at JT the Brick. You're at Looney on Fox. And after you finish the podcast, you can go back and tweet us or talk to us or leave some notes and tell us who you believe is the greatest football player of all time. Again, not quarterback. We'll start with you as we wrap it up. Who's the greatest football player of all time? Greatest football player of all time, I would say, would have to be Ray Lewis because it's got to be a modern guy because the modern guys had the modern medicine, even if it was illegal medicine. They've had all the modern medicine and nutrition and the weight training, and Ray Lewis could have, remember, he was scoring touchdowns. Remember that run they went on in 2000? He was scoring a touchdown almost every game. And remember, it's a podcast. You can cough on the podcast. It's not, it's not, <laughs> you're all worried about your coughing over there. Don't worry. Just disown it. But yeah, I think uh, it's, it's Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis also, and don't, don't make me leave this out of the debate. A football player is a bigger, stronger, faster guy when you look down on the field, like Bo Jackson, like Earl Campbell, like Jim Brown, and you got a stadium full of people saying, that's the best football player on this football field. And Ray Lewis could have done it at running back, fullback. He could have been the center, the left guard, the right guard, the tight end. I don't know if he could play quarterback, but he could play defensive end. He could have played he played every defensive position on the field. He could have been a defensive back. Ray Lewis could play any position on a football field. He probably could have been a mediocre quarterback. One of the biggest blessings in my life with sports is when I took my dad to Jim Brown's house. Right. And I consider Jim Brown the greatest football player of all time, my entire life, because he was the most dominant player of his era. And he, he can also better. do all those things I just said. He was great at everything, and he stepped out of the game. He retired early. He walked away. He walked away as the best. Yeah. No debate. So Jim Brown was head and shoulders, in my mind, the greatest player of all time until now. I'm going to leave it with this. Because of his accomplishments on the field— Mostly in the postseason and the Super Bowl. His overall championship body of work. I think that Tom Brady, from here on out, the rest of our lives, will easily be considered the greatest football player of all time. He's not done. We'll see what he does next. A lot's heading into this postseason, postseasons to come. But it pains me to say it. Tom Brady, in JT the Brick's opinion, (laughs) is the greatest football player of all time. And I will never be fair, JT. I'm a grew up a Buffalo Bills fan, and so I will always own the fact that I will never be fair when it comes to anything I say about Tom Brady. Thanks for listening to the JT and Looney Show. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.